This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Amber Wilson and Joe Fortenbaugh hanging out with you at Joe Fortenbaugh. That's how you find him at Amber W Sports. That is how you find me. The countdown is on for Super Bowl Sunday. Also, the countdown is on for me choosing between James's Chiefs and Joe's Eagles. We're not quite there yet, but where we are is a lot of fun sound from Super Bowl week so far. Patrick Mahomes, he is the quarterback of James's Kansas City Chiefs. And he was done dirty by a reporter earlier about Rihanna. Take a listen to this. All right, brother. So how you doing? Good, man. Good. All right, great. Um, Rihanna came out and said that you are the greatest quarterback ever. Hearing that, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me. It makes you feel great. Uh, then uh, it's, she's uh, she's gonna crush it at halftime. I have family members that I think are more excited about the halftime show than they are the game. Um, and so uh, whatever Rihanna says is like like the gospel. So I'm glad that she she went with me for that for that honor. She didn't. She oh. didn't. I was just messing. Around. Oh man. <laughs> you got you got me up here smiling and smirking. <laughs> First of all, dirty move by that reporter right Joe this is what I I love sound like this from Super Bowl week this is what this is what Super Bowl week is about yeah I mean media night's fun all the chaos it gives the reporters an opportunity to go ahead and be the stars for a change so yeah great you know you you clearly don't love it as much as I do I can tell that I've I've attended it it's just such a moment of I'm gonna be the star I'm gonna ask something stupid or I'm gonna dress stupid or I'm gonna act like an idiot and ask this question there are some people who come away with some genuine content I can't remember the guy who did it and if I had the name I would plug it but he went around asking everybody is the Super Bowl a must-win game and then That's they funny. spliced together all the answers. That was pretty funny. That was kind of clever. Some of this other stuff, you can miss me with it. I, I think we have so much build up to the game and that there aren't many dramatic storylines for this matchup. So the reality is we get caught in the weeds with some of this stuff. And it can be fun, for sure. But I'm a football nerd. I'm really just interested in the X's and O's and getting a game day. I will say this. I, whenever I work Super Bowl week, I'm normally accustomed to being on Radio Row or doing a ton of Radio Row interviews. And because of that, I've never really realized how little content, actual content there is when you're searching for it, meaning that we had the entire catalog of sound from this week from all these athletes and all these people that are in front of microphones. And we're going through a pre-show, me and James, and we're like, eh, it's not much interesting here, you know, which is pretty remarkable when you really think about it. Because when you're actually trying to search through it all, like, there's not really people saying many interesting things. But Patrick Mahomes did just give the praise to Rihanna. She is the halftime show for this Super Bowl. Thoughts on Rihanna, Joe? Are you excited? I'm so, <clears throat> excuse me, I got to clear it up. I'm not really a music person. I know that sounds odd, but I grow up, grew up listening to sports talk radio. I like jam bands. So a jam I don't band. Exactly. Fish would be a jam band. Goose would be a jam band. Widespread panic would be a jam band. I, I don't expect a lot of people to agree with me. I don't expect a lot of people to get excited about it. That's just how I, how I do things. Um, when it comes to Rihanna and everything else, I don't know anything about them. I don't know the names of the songs. Oh, wow. I recognize them. Like, if, it, if a song comes on, I'll recognize it. But when you say, like, doesn't she have a song called Diamonds, I believe, because it's the favorite to be the first song she plays? Shine, shine bright like a diamond, Joe Fortenbaugh. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I, don't, I can't connect the name of the song with the, with the song itself. I, umbrella, Ella, Ella, come on. Yeah, you know. I know. Okay, I know that song. It, I'm assuming the title of it is Umbrella. It is. Is it, is it the title of it? Okay, so I would know that one, I guess. Do you know this? You know this one? 
I do not know this one. No, what is this? This is the diamond. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What so, I'm going to do at halftime that is was you umbrella. have to understand. Oh, that was Umbrella? Nobody yeah, knows. See, Amber song. doesn't know it either. No, I do know, but like what was does. that riff? That was like the beginning intro of, yeah, I, I did, sorry, you I didn't know You can't say that. you know it when it was playing Listen, and you got it wrong. You when can't ESPN say that, wants to play works. for the lyrics as well as the composition, then I'll recognize it. Uh, I, James was having the same conversation with me in our pre-show meeting that you were, because you're so big time, you're very busy with Daily Wager, and so, of course, you were not attending our pre-show meeting. So, James <laughs> was having the same conversation. Wow. Conversation. I just made myself cough because I made myself laugh. James is having the same conversation with me. Can't name any Rihanna's songs. Not a one. Well, I mean, look at him. He looks like yeah. ZZ Top. It's true. Well, like they were playing songs for me, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard this. But like, you can't ask me uh, to name three Rihanna songs because I would not be able to name three Rihanna songs. You can ask I'm me to sure. name three Metallica songs or three right. Pantera to- songs, and I'd be able to do that without a problem. But I can't. Like, I've heard them. I just don't know what they are. It doesn't knock Rihanna at all. I'm sure she's awesome. I'm sure the Super Bowl halftime show is going to be fantastic. I generally don't watch those, though. I have really? so many bets I have made over the course of the game that when I finally get to the half, I need to calm down. I'm, like, covered in sweat. I'm beating. My heart's beating at 170 beats a minute. I'm completely through the roof. I, don't, I stand. I watch the entire game standing. I watch games standing, not just the Super Bowl. I stand for games right by the TV. It makes everyone uncomfortable. I'm well aware of this, and I apologize to my family repeatedly for putting them through that. But that's how it is. And then halftime is all about me assessing the first half damage from the wagering and then getting ready for the second half. That's what it is. I rarely catch a halftime show. I watched a little bit of last year's because I thought that was a really cool concept. Dre and Snoop and Eminem mm-hmm. and everyone was involved. Great that was cool. Show. So I caught some of that. But halftime is about me getting my heart rate down and getting my life in order because there's a big second half of football coming up. There's a lot of people who only watch the halftime show and none of the football. Yeah. And That's how big the that. halftime show is. I'm very excited about Rihanna's halftime show. I love Riri. Excellent music. She even got better later in her career. I like a lot of her stuff that's not so popular. She's actually a phenomenal artist. Some of her most popular stuff is like very a little too poppy for me. But she's a phenomenal, phenomenal artist. Speaking of artists, Andy I'd like Reed. to believe that, but you just named the wrong song that was playing. Gotcha. Yeah. Even though well, you said I prom- you knew I d- it. listen, they didn't. That didn't sound anything like diamonds. Like play the but actual part diamonds, of the apparently. diamonds, and then I'll know diamonds. Were you guys playing a trick? Did you play some obscure part of the song no one knows? I it believe didn't. it was the instrumental, but it's still it was umbrella. the instrumental. Yeah, it was the instrumental okay. intro of the song. Like I did not recognize. Like it's not. Well, a big you know, fan I did would not know, wouldn't it? it? Wouldn't a big fan know that? Listen, when she comes on and says shine bright like a diamond, I know what song we're listening to. Be sure to text me. Andy Let me know Reed, what's going on. He is the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. He was asked to name his top three favorite rappers of all time. Take a listen. Oh, great. The greatest, the top three rappers alive. Well, coach. Do the fat boys count as one rapper? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> huh? All right. Um, Jay-Z. Um, shoot, I don't know. I, You're I'm missing people. Master mm. P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm giving you all the old ones, but uh, yeah, I'll take it. Little Wayne, he just wasn't he just at our place? You got to give me an easier question than that, dog. <laughs> he couldn't even name three rappers. Like they had to, they had to come with the assist. To help him even name three rappers. Like James Steele. 
You don't listen to rap, right? You can name three rappers. I, I might be, I might be worse than Andy Reid there. Stop. Jay-Z. You can name three right rappers. Now, name that he didn't. Rappers. You can't name any of the Who's ones the, that were just mentioned. Who's the guy? Oh, oh no. Um. Oh come on. Just name rappers. Uh, they don't have to be your favorite. Uh, they don't even um, have to be good. Who's the guy f- who did the black and yellow song? Wow. We can't answer guy? that. Wiz you Khalifa. have to answer that. Right, yeah, that no, guy. That doesn't um, count. That doesn't count. That's not naming a rapper. Uh, Snoop Dogg is a rapper, there, right? There you go. There's one. Eminem. Yeah. Two. Oh, I, I said the, the other guy. That Wiz doesn't count. You did not say Wiz Khalifa. I did. Those I, names I just never came out of your mouth. Um, I feel this like you've got Snoop. Yeah, there you go. I came up with those great, myself. Great job. Thanks. Wow. That, that, right. that's, excellent that's a, excellent that's work. Great excellent job. Excellent work out of you. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Get a business insurance quote online in as little as six minutes. Visit progressivecommercial.com. If I asked James Steele to name three metal bands, uh, you would Metallica, not struggle. Metallica, Pantera, Megadeth. <laughs> there you go. Surprised you were able to whittle it down to three, honestly. Yeah. Coming up next year on Joe Motorhead. and Amber. LeBron passed Kareem last night. So what's next for the Los Angeles Lakers? We'll get into it. This is ESPN Radio. You can also check us out on the ESPN app. I'm like covered in sweat. Joe and Amber, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Big breaking news out of the NBA that just happened moments ago. Our very own Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that the Lakers are finalizing a deal to land Minnesota's D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jarrett Vanderbilt in trade, including Mike Conley, and picks to the Timberwolves and Russell Westbrook and a lightly protected 2027 Los Angeles first round pick to the Jazz. So to unpack this trade that just quite literally happened, Woj just tweeted this out a couple minutes ago. Let's start with the Russell Westbrook angle of this, right? Because they have finally moved that contract, Joe. And that is something we have been talking about now for what quite literally feels like years. It's We've been talking about it for ages with this Los Angeles team. We knew they wanted to. We weren't sure they were going to be able to get it done. They were able to move Russell Westbrook's contract. It did take them a lightly protected 2027 first rounder in order to be able to do it. That's something the Lakers in the past had always seemed trepidatious about attaching one of those picks to move Westbrook's contract here up against D-Day, D-Day here tomorrow with the trade deadline, they get it done. You got to get something going, right? It, you tried with Russell Westbrook. It wasn't working. He was coming off the bench. He wasn't even in your starting five. It wasn't a fit. 
And you know what? That happens. Sometimes you swing and miss. Sometimes you take a shot for the stars and you come up short. So now you move on. You get them off the roster. You get them off the payroll. You're done with it. You don't have to worry about it ever again. And here comes D'Angelo Russell, who this season's averaging about 18 points and six assists per game. And it helps Minnesota, and I know we'll get to the other teams involved in this as well, but this is an upgrade for the Lakers because you can bring in another scorer while moving on from the Westbrook situation. So for Westbrook, good luck with Utah. I think that'll probably be short-lived. But for the Lakers, they did get better today. It's not going to happen. I don't think we're even going to see him in a Jazz uniform, right? It's not going to happen, I don't think, for Westbrook in Utah. Uh, it's going to Westbrook, obviously, Utah right now, obviously, looking for a playoff push. I think for Westbrook, it's going to be a buyout, and he's going to ride off into the sunset and do whatever he wants from here and join whomever he wants, which maybe not such a bad scenario for him. He still gets his money, right? So what does Russell Westbrook care, I guess, at the end of the day? Also, I would imagine he's known this is coming because he didn't necessarily know where or how, but, I mean, we've been talking about this so darn long. Clearly, Russell Westbrook and his camp have known about this forever. So we can finally stop having the Russell Westbrook conversation. We can also finally stop having the conversation with the Lakers that they're unwilling to attach a 2027 or a 2029 first rounder because they went ahead and did that. So they obviously are willing to somewhat mortgage the future to try to win right now with LeBron because it started to seem for a while there like they weren't willing to part with either of those picks and that indicated that they just kind of wanted to ride whatever wave they could with LeBron as they have this you know current structure with Russell Westbrook's huge contract that they were unable to move. So they're up against the cap. So they were just going to kind of ride that wave, whatever it was able to produce and then still save the future for whatever life is like after LeBron one day. I mean, if you're going to have LeBron James on your roster and you're going to go through everything humanly possible to get him there, do everything you can to maximize the time he's there. I don't care what post-LeBron basketball looks like for the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers fans shouldn't care. The front office shouldn't care. The coaching staff shouldn't care. The ownership shouldn't care. The fans shouldn't care. You have LeBron James. You have a guy that's probably going to go down as the greatest basketball player of all time. So do everything you can right now to make the team better. Period. End of story. Because all you're going to do post-LeBron is look for the next LeBron or group of guys that can come together, that can compete at a high level say, a LeBron James with the right talent around him. So for the Lakers, you got to get aggressive. Getting Westbrook out, that works. Bringing in D'Angelo Russell, okay, you got another score. At the same time, you do take a hit defensively in that regard. And whether or not you're able to move forward with Anthony Davis, like, think about that. Is there a chance that before the deadline, Davis is on the move too? Because I find it very hard to believe that last night as LeBron James is breaking the scoring record and Anthony Davis goes out of his way to sit down during it, not applaud, not show any sort of positive emotion whatsoever, with all this happening right around the trade deadline, something is wrong. There's trouble in paradise. I wonder if he's the next domino to fall. I've always wondered why they weren't willing to move Anthony Davis, frankly. The problem is, at this point, I think a lot of teams around the league recognize the durability concerns with Anthony Davis. I don't know if there's a huge market for him at the at the price that they would have to pay for him, in other words. I'm not sure that trade market for Anthony Davis, considering the talent, is what you would think that it is. He is not the guy that we remember him as three, four, five years ago. When he came out of Kentucky, he was a beast. Early in his career, he was a beast. When all the rumors were surfacing in New Orleans about where he's going to go and how he would put the next team over the top, he was a beast. He got to L.A., and in the bubble, he was a beast. And since then... 
It looks like the love isn't there anymore. The numbers have plummeted. The injuries are always a concern. The salary is really high. Now you throw in a little mix of diva in there as well, and you start to wonder what team is going to be interested. He hasn't reached the level that someone like, say, a Kyrie Irving has reached in terms of, man, we know we're going to have problems with this guy, but maybe we can find a way to make a short burst situation work for us. So someone would probably say, you know what, maybe Davis just needs a change of scenery, but the injuries are such it's a killer injuries. with that guy. Yeah, it's like if you can't play basketball, then who who who's going to trade for you? Or especially a player that with that level of talent where you're going to have to pay a lot and also give up a lot in order to acquire him. So I just don't know if the interest is there because you can't rely on Anthony Davis, and that's the problem. I mean, you mentioned him being a beast talent-wise. Yes, I actually thought he was a little overrated in New Orleans because also some of these problems were obvious in New Orleans, too. We just thought it was because he was unhappy where he was, and now we realize that's actually just who he is as a player. It worked in the bubble because it was this strange season where, first of all, they had significant time off before going into the playoffs and then they were in a weird insulated environment where nobody was traveling and everybody's well rested and quite literally there's no elements outside of just pure basketball and in that scenario then yes he was phenomenal because he was on the court but that's not how the real world works out here and he has not been able to stay on a court well since I do think D'Angelo Russell going back to the team that originally drafted him uh what was that back in 2018 I think that Russell was drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers I think it was a little bit before that but close uh, 15 15 uh 2015 it was the number two overall pick in 2015 to the Los Angeles Lakers going back to the Lakers is a different player than he was when they drafted him. Uh, you know, they are 26th in the league right now in three-point percentage, the Los Angeles Lakers. At least they are bringing in a guy who can shoot. He is average. He's hitting 39.1% of his three-pointers this season. I mean, he can shoot. They do need shooters. So they are getting back a little of that production. That will be helpful. And then you get the Timberwolves aspect of this deal as well. We haven't even mentioned that component of this deal. They get Connolly um, with Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards. I mean, they're trying to put those guys in better positions to score, and it's crunch time here. So these teams are, are making the moves that are trying to make playoff pushes. After all the years in Minnesota, they finally realize Carl Anthony Towns isn't the guy. It doesn't mean he's not good, but he's not your star. He's not your leader. You don't build around him. You build around Anthony Edwards. That dude is legit. So now they've got to clear the decks. They brought in Rudy Gobert. So far, that experiment looks like a complete disaster defensively maybe they've gotten a little bit better but they just it has not turned the way they hoped it would turn so getting Russell out of the equation giving more room for Anthony Edwards to cook that's the key right now also Timberwolves getting some picks back in this deal since they traded so many of them away for Rudy Gobert so maybe that's something also that will help them here as they continue to build around Edwards Joe and Amber the podcast Apparently, Rihanna, I don't recognize necessarily from just the composition Obviously. in its immediacy. I learned earlier in the show. And kind of Maybe rap is fashion. your specialty. Well, I, apparently not. Yeah, well, 90s rap is my specialty. I thought Rihanna was like, you know, not my specialty, but I thought I was pretty knowledgeable about Rihanna as well. But I learned today, apparently I'm a fraud. So there you go. Let's go ahead and try to earn you a little pizza money here. Let's do it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, let's keep cooking. Two and one last night, 14 and five over the last six shows. Pizza money number two, Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. We're going to play an alternate scoring prop tonight. 
30 or more points for Anthony Edwards. It's plus 135. Number one, don't be scared by the fact that he played yesterday against Denver. He only played 20 minutes. All the starters were pulled with about eight minutes to go in the third quarter, so he should be fresh tonight. That's number one. Number two, he's had success against Utah this season. Scored 30 against them in one game, scored 29 in another. Number three, more importantly, as you just heard here on ESPN Radio, D'Angelo Russell has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. That takes 14 shots per game off the floor and heading to LA, meaning Anthony Edwards is probably going to get a few extra looks tonight. His usage rate should be up. Utah's defense stinks, bottom 10 in the NBA. So pizza money number two, Anthony Edwards, alternate line, 30 or more points scored, plus 135. Joe and Amber got one. We got one! We got one Super Bowl edition. For this, we bring in James Steele. What's up, James? Yeah, I got one. I'm just going to give you things, a choice between two things, and you have to tell me which one uh, you got. Pretty Seems easy. simple. I think. We'll see. Yeah, I well, think so. No right. promises. I mean, hell of an we'll explanation. See. Yeah, it's a good explanation. All right, so first one. Uh, whose injury are you least worried about? Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury or Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury? Joe. Mahomes' ankle injury is where I'm least worried. Um, It's going to limit his – he's had two weeks to get ready for this game, so I think the game plan is going to factor in the ability to get the ball out of your hands quickly, check it down, hit the bubble screens, hit the flats. Don't try to play for 15 or 20 yards down the field. The Eagles are coming after you. And at the same time, you know, he did just play on this against Cincinnati and looked pretty good. He didn't look great, but he looked good. So another two weeks of treatment should be fine. Jalen Hurts' shoulder, you look at the numbers before the injury and after, yikes. I know he wasn't on the injury report, but something's not right there. I'd be more concerned about that. I'm the opposite of Joe. I am much more concerned about Patrick Mahomes' injury than I am about Jalen Hurts' shoulder. Because with Jalen Hurts now, given what Joe said, like it's not like he looked great in the NFC Championship game. But nevertheless, that shoulder actually isn't as apparent to me. You said something isn't right. It wasn't as obvious to me what isn't right. Whereas with Patrick Mahomes, it was very obvious to me in that AFC Championship game that he is, in fact, hobbled by that ankle. And what is that going to look like on Sunday? I do think that when it's a quarterback who certainly mobility is one of his his biggest weapons in addition to his arm and everything else he does to take away the mobility portion of things to evade the pressure, I think sure could be a problem. So if I had to choose one that I'm more concerned about, and this is called the one, so that's what you have to do here. Right, James? I did it right. Yeah, you I'm pick, taking Patrick yeah, Mahomes. You picked one. It's called got one. We're playing it here on Joe and Amber on ESPN radio presented by progressive insurance. Uh, so the next one is nice. Where, yeah, look at that. Which off, which offensive weapons would you rather have? The Chiefs' offensive weapons or the Eagles' offensive weapons? That includes wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. Uh, Amber, you go first. Thank you for the clarification on weapons. Um, I mean, what? All encompassing. I just well, want to make sure. Well, all encompassing is important. Amber I actually was that... very confused about this whenever I was talking to her about Amber's it. Amber's like, do I get the punter? Show. Is the punter yeah. a weapon? No, because when we were talking sure about we're if we're setting page. this up, and he said, and he said weapons initially, and I said, well, listen, and we're not talking just receivers, because with the receiver room, I think it's a much easier conversation mm-hmm. if you're comparing these receiver rooms, obviously. For me, when you're talking about. Travis Kelsey swinging the pendulum there for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we're cooking with a conversation because otherwise A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, like I'm going to go with the Eagles. But I do think 
If you're talking about all-encompassing weapons, the Chiefs have a very strong argument here. The problem is the Chiefs are going to be down one of their key receivers in this game in Nicole Hardman. So I think for this matchup, I'd still go Philadelphia. It's absolutely Philadelphia. Everyone's banged up from Kansas City. Juju Smith-Schuster's supposed to play, but he's hurt. Uh, Kadarius Toney's supposed to play, but he's hurt. Nicole Hardman's out. Kelsey's a beast, but Dallas Goddard's a good tight end. A.J. Brown is a really good wide receiver. Devontae Smith is a really good wide receiver. Miles Sanders went to the Pro Bowl this year. Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell coming out of the backfield are really good running backs. I I probably shouldn't go that far. They're solid running backs coming out of the backfield. The weapons absolutely go to Philadelphia. James should be ashamed of asking this question. The only reason he did it is because he's a Chiefs fan and he thinks these are comparable units, but they are not. Uh, I, I didn't like those answers at all. So I of think course you did move not. On. I think it's we truth. Move on. Okay, yeah, all right. So uh, next one. Uh, biggest defensive X-factor. Uh, the Chiefs Chris Jones or the Eagles Hassan Reddick? Who would you like who, to start? Who Joe. would you like yeah, us to Joe. start? Go ahead, Joe. Okay, so... <laughs> Who's oh, not playing man, the game properly now? That's a much that's a much better question. I, I would say the bigger X factor is going to be uh, Chris Jones. Chris Jones because he is the unequivocal best defensive lineman for the Chiefs. They get some good ones. Frank Clark's solid, and I know George Karloftis as a pass rusher rookie has had a really good year, but the Eagles can come at you in waves. They've got Fletcher Cox and Adamakung Su on the inside. They've got Josh Sweat. They've got Hassan Reddick. They've got Brandon Graham. Multiple people that can rush you. A bunch of guys with double-digit sacks. So if you take one out of them out of the equation, they could throw more guys at you. But if Chris Jones is not an impact player in this game, then the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball all over the field. So Chris Jones Jones is going to be more important in this one than Hassan Reddick. Huh, you know, my initial inclination in this is Chris Jones because I feel like Chris Jones gets all the attention. But then I started looking into Hassan Reddick more. And I, honestly, I'm not even sure why he wasn't a contender for defensive player of the year. Chris Jones was. I feel like Reddick got a little bit snubbed then because I do feel like we hear way more about Chris Jones. But Reddick leads that Eagles defense. They had a league-leading 70 sacks third all-time behind the 1984 Bears and the 89 Minnesota Vikings, right? The Eagles also became the first team in NFL history to have four players record 10 sacks or more this season. And Reddick leads all of that. Like, that defense is way better than I think we give it credit for because we spend so much time talking about these offenses. So, sure, I'll go Hassan Reddick. I play Got One here on Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. Which Kelsey is more important to their offense, Travis Kelsey to the Chiefs or Jason Kelsey to the Eagles? Amber? Oh, man. Um, you're, you're, like, making me choose, like, his mom, when uh, you know, who, who's the favorite son here. Uh, who's more important? I mean, I guess still Travis Kelsey, right? Because he is Patrick Mahomes' most important and favorite weapon. And we just discussed when we were talking about weapons how Travis is the player on that Eagles offense that can swing that pendulum. But certainly the protection that his brother is going to have to provide is also key as well. I don't know. I'll, I, I think Jason – I'm not meaning to stump Jason, who did give his mother – grandkids first but I think Travis still gets the nod I'm not answering this question I refuse I refuse to answer it because you know the answer is Travis you know the answer is Travis the two of them 
are incredible. They are both incredible. To pick one over the other, given how valuable each guy is to his offense, it's easy to go with Travis. I don't knock people for going with Travis because his production is easier for people to understand. We know True. what 10 catches in a game means. We know what two touchdowns in a game means. Average football fans, they follow the ball. Quarterback drops back, they follow the quarterback. Quarterback throws it down the field, they follow the ball. Nothing wrong with that. That's how we've been trained to watch. So people don't watch Jason Kelsey. They don't see what he does, but he is incredible. If you sit there and you watch him calling out the plays, anchoring the offensive line, what he does in the run game, what he does in the pass game. I refuse to answer this question. I am not going to slight one of those two. That's not how you play the game, but I guess that's how I'm playing it for that one. I guess that's how Joe plays the game. Oh, well. I'm like covered in sweat. I don't know where that keeps coming from. (laughs) I don't know. All right, uh, I'm playing Got One here on Joe Amor ESPN Radio. Uh, which big guys will have the edge on Sunday, the Eagles' offensive line or the Chiefs' defensive line? Amber. I really thought you were going to ask us about the mascots when you set oh, up the just, big guys. Because oh. I saw mascots on the list, and I was thinking, well, he's going mascots here with the big guys. I'm just, just saying. It would have been, been, been a funny lead-in uh, to are... the mascots. Why you got to be so worse. difficult, Amber? Uh, I, you know, I think the edge goes to the Eagles O-line here because I do think the Eagles O-line is the best O-line in the NFL. I mean, some people call it the best O-line in NFL history. That feels a bit like prisoner of the moment. But that Eagles O-line, even though I didn't just choose case, uh, Jason, that Eagles O-line is just so phenomenal that I do think that I would give them the edge in this matchup and they're going to need it if they're going to have success because Jalen didn't look as good in that NFC Championship game when he was disturbed by that 49ers D-line. Eagles offensive line. Chiefs D-line is good, but they looked a lot better than they really are last or two weeks ago against Cincinnati because Cincinnati was down multiple starters on the offensive line. And that was an average to slightly above average offensive line to begin with. So they teed off at home with the crowd noise against a bad offensive line. They will not look that good this week against the Eagles. All right, one more since Amber already spoiled it for us. So uh, who has the better mascot? You put it, it up on my screen Chiefs early. Ca- I was well, excited. For Marine, not for you, Noreen. Who has the better <laughs> mascot, the Chiefs and Casey Wolf or the Eagles and Swoop? Joe, yeah, I mean, that's going to be Swoop. That's going to be Swoop Wolf. just because as an Eagles fan, it's impossible for me to, 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 to take the mascot of the other team. I can sit here and I can pick the Chiefs in certain categories and make cases for some of their players. I am a reasonable individual, but when it comes to the mascots, I'm not going to make any case for the Chiefs. I'm going with the birds. Are you kidding me? Casey Wolf is so adorable and he's funny and I've he's everything in between. I've never seen him. I don't even him. know why he's a wolf. Like, why is that the mascot? I have no idea. He's yeah. awesome. Give him a Google. There's a million images. He's making kids happy. He's happy at hospitals. I mean, the eagle mascot, it's an eagle. It's exactly what you would even, expect. I don't even yeah. think Joe knew that the eagle's mascot was named Swoop. So. I'm familiar I, well, with I didn't, Swoop. I didn't until this. Shame like, on you for accusing me of that. Yeah, I I shame on you. We don't you believe that. it here in the control room. It's not I, just I did not know Swoop was a, was wow. a thing, um, but I did know the eagle's mascot was an eagle, uh, which really doesn't take much imagination. KC Wolf. That's imagination for a Kansas City Chiefs what, team. What what are we going for here? Imagination. So the 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 mascot should be not what the actual mascot is. The well, chief I, I mean, mascot. The Chiefs have a mascot that's a wolf. How does right. that even work? It's awesome. I named, don't know. Named but it KC. Works. KC. I get that part. But why wouldn't it just be <laughs> a chief? Are you? Is that? 
culturally not acceptable probably. anymore? Is that what they're happened prob- They're probably steering clear right, of that. that I was, that I was going to suggest that, but I was also trying to steer clear of that. They're probably okay. steering clear of that. Uh, I feel like the wolf is, 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 is safer in that regard and also more adorable. So there's that. Coming up next, your turn to weigh in. Give us a call. Your hottest takes, the Russell Westbrook trade that went down, Casey Wolf, maybe Swoop. Maybe you're, you're very passionate about those subjects. Whatever you want, give us a call. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll take your calls next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Big breaking news out of the NBA during this show today. Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We're here with you at 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. You can find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Our very own Woj reported earlier that the Lakers are finalizing a deal to land Minnesota's D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt in a trade that includes Mike Connolly and Picks going to the Timberwolves and Russell Westbrook in a lightly protected 2027 Lakers first round pick going to the Utah Jazz. So Russell Westbrook no longer a Los Angeles Lakers. A Laker, we'll see what ends up happening with him there in Utah, whether they buy him out. That is sort of the expectation. D'Angelo Russell, Russell is headed back to Los Angeles after being drafted by the Lakers back in 2015. So big breaking news on today's show. The headline will obviously be the marquee names, Westbrook leaving L.A. and then Russell returning to L.A. But per Woj, and this has got to be made very clear, the Jazz have now assembled a package of assets that includes 15 unprotected or lightly protected first-round picks through 2029 and a young core of Laurie Markkinen, Walker Kessler, Colin Sexton, 60 million plus in potential cap space. Like they are set to build something in Utah. Danny Ainge has done an incredible job of getting that team ready for the future. Wasn't Utah, wasn't uh, Windhorse's fingers, wasn't Windy Fingers for, for the Utah <laughs> yeah, Jazz? Windy. It's like there's something going on in Utah. And that's a all timer with the Windy Fingers. Uh, that's, that's exactly what you're saying. There is, in fact, something going on in Utah. Keep a close eye on Utah here over the next several years What's going on because in Utah? they have. everything uh, to build that program. That's the question. That's the question. Uh, Let's do pizza money number three. Let's get to it. Oh, yeah. That would be my cue to remind you you that our third and final pizza money of the night is going to be a basketball prop in the Clippers showdown tonight against the Mavericks. Kawhi Leonard over 25 and a half points. Now, Dallas was already a bad defense this season. They ranked 24th in efficiency. But they just traded away Dorian Finney-Smith in the deal to acquire Kyrie Irving. You got to pay attention to that because he was Dallas's top perimeter defender. He could guard all four. He could guard four of the five positions. He's gone now. Kawhi's averaging 22 points per game on the season, but he's going against a bad defense that just got worse. Great opportunity to go off tonight. Kawhi Leonard, excuse me, over 25 and a half points. This is when we get to your phone calls, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's the number, 888-729-3776. That's how you chime in. Let's spin the wheel. Roy. Roy is in his truck somewhere in America. Roy, thanks for the call. What do you have for us tonight? <laughs> okay, look, I was doing the math. You know, I drive all day and I think all the time. Durant right now has 26.684 points. So... In order for him to catch LeBron, he would have to shoot about 2,132 points a year, every year until about that same age. But 
There's no way because LeBron, I divided his, he was shooting 1,744 points a year. That's what he was making all year round to do 38,000 points now. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, and he ain't done yet. Yeah, I mean, KD's not touching it. Nobody's touching it. Not anytime soon. It's the longevity of LeBron's career. It's why Michael never comes close to it, right? It's the longevity. To be able to score at this high of a clip for this long, that's what's so phenomenal about reaching this record in any decade, frankly. It's a longevity record. And if Luka Doncic can stay healthy, which is going to be very difficult to do over two-plus decades with the way he plays basketball, he'd be the first young guy you'd probably circle to say, yep, this could be the guy that does it because he seems to be rattling off 50-point games like it's nothing these days. But you got to keep your body intact. you got to be in great shape. There's a reason James spends seven figures a year keeping himself in shape, and this is part of the reason for that. He's still averaging 30 points per game at 38 years old. It's unbelievable. But here's also part of this. He ain't done, right? I mean, it's not like LeBron's retiring this season. At least we don't have any reason to believe that. So the record will be whatever the record is by the time he leaves the game. And it would imagine, I would imagine that is going to be significantly higher than the record that Kareem had set. So don't, don't forget that as well. These guys are now going to be chasing, yeah. frankly, a oh, harder yeah. record to catch. And they weren't able to catch Kareem since 1984 before LeBron broke it. Let's spin the wheel. Michael, Michael is in California. Michael, you got about one minute with us. What do you got? Well, the Lakers just posted that trade, and to me it doesn't really move the needle. So I'm wondering if you guys think that this may be a move between now and tomorrow where they're going to move the pieces they just got. Well, I think that they're bringing in D'Angelo Russell for some shooting help, uh, particularly when it comes to three-point shooting. I don't know if they're moving these pieces in to flip them, Joe. What are your thoughts there? I think it's mainly getting rid of that Russell Westbrook contract finally and bringing in a little shooting help. I think Russell's there to help, but I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Davis was on the move. There's a plenty of reason to speculate that last night he was upset and didn't celebrate LeBron's milestone because he had found out that they're orchestrating a trade behind the scenes. That would be interesting, although I don't really know what that has to do with LeBron unless he was salty because he feels like LeBron signed off on it, I guess. Well, yeah. That franchise ain't doing anything without LeBron. The reaction from AD was very strange last night. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.